Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. We are calling for her resignation or termination. We're doing an equity summit uh, next week to really get the conversation going about how we can build back better. Anna, after after they said <laughs> penetration in the end zone, they oh. lost me. So, Sonny, oh. is this a sign that this... <laughs> Somebody ran over the the line to the water pump. Anyhow, but we are getting gasoline, which is great, and maybe we can pee on the side of the road. President Biden has called it at one point a relic of Jim Crow. Um, but we're also going to really enter into, into this post 1-6 world where we really have to ask ourselves whether or not democracy will be protected. If you want to think you need to have weapons to take on the government, you need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. No one needs to have a weapon that can fire over 30, 40, 50, even up to 100 rounds. Unless you think the deer wearing Kevlar vests or something. Police Chief Murray of the Baltimore, uh, uh, excuse me, Police Chief Merrick, Police Chief Murphy, Paul of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. As when it comes to cogent presidents, we are not bringing our best, I would mm. say. That was Joe Biden just a few minutes ago uh, talking about his new gun control initiative. They are going to crack down on gun violence in these here United States. As you heard yesterday uh, on the show from Jen Psaki, gun violence is actually the only kind of violence left in this country, uh, the only kind of crime left in this country. Rapes no longer occur, apparently, and thefts no longer occur, although the people of um, Connecticut could be fooled by that because they're yeah. on the receiving end of this of these thefts. So, Our by the jackings definitely are not on the rise. No. And uh, and Biden's senior advisor, Cedric Richmond, uh, of course, he's echoing the sentiments. He took a little bit further. Mr. Richmond, what do you think is the root of the cause of this spike in violence? I mean, we read through some of these cities don't know. From the administration's perspective, why is this happening? Well, look, I, 
bunch of reasons, I believe. But one is the proliferation of guns on the streets of America. The fact that we have let the NRA govern this country for far too long and the president is willing to take them on uh, directly. Isn't that, Two, we need to make. Isn't the NRA like in bankruptcy proceedings right, right. now and is right. a mess and, and isn't and doing think, anything? And I think we had all the guns in the streets two years ago as well, but there wasn't a spike in violence. Well, people did buy more guns during the pandemic, but I don't think that's what's yeah, going and, on. And yet. there were like 184 shootings in the last week. How many of those were legally bought guns during the pandemic? Doing uh, those? Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, no. This is the the fact that they're willing to even even put this out there shows you the disdain they have for the American voter. It is remarkable. It also could be that they see that they see the midterms as being just a blowout, or maybe maybe that's the play. Maybe the play is you say this stuff about the NRA and legal mm-hmm. guns, and you cross your fingers and hope guns hit the headlines again. In I a mean, way, in a way, mm-hmm. Alice, that gets uh, yoga pant wine moms very upset. Well, right, because the type of gun control that um, that usually we hear about, like the the assault weapons bans and stuff, that's not um, that's not going to impact inner city crime, which is what we're seeing spike over the last year. Right. Um, that's almost entirely handguns. You know, like when when Maura Healy cracked down on uh, so called assault weapons in Massachusetts when she changed the definition of an assault weapon by herself. Uh, there had been in the previous year zero murders with a so-called assault weapon. It was all handguns, right? And you know, and the type of crime that we're seeing right now. Again, this is not none of these measures that he's proposing. I mean, first of all, almost all guns in the United States are purchased with background checks anyway, unless you're just buying from your friend. You know, it, everybody who's a gun dealer has to do a background check for every single gun sale. So. The the background check issue is like a non-thing. Everybody passes a background check when they buy a gun. It's ridiculous to suggest otherwise. And the states that, for example, don't have, um, you know, licenses to have guns anyway, like Vermont, that's not where the gun crime is happening, is not in Vermont. Right. So the idea that that any of these measures have anything to do with the type of crime that's occurring in the major cities is absolutely just bogus start to finish. Nothing nothing that they're proposing does anything about the problems that they're supposedly saying they're going to solve. I mean, it's like the most cynical thing. At least you can sort of draw a line, like when a mass shooting happens with an AR-15 to an assault weapons ban. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I disagree with it still, but at least there's sort of like some kind of logical thought progression there that I can like understand what the thought process was that gets us from point A to point B. But saying like, oh, a bunch of people were shot in Chicago with handguns, so we need an assault weapons ban. I just like, I mean, that's just like living in fantasy land. That has nothing to do with anything. You're right. You're right. And, and I mean, it, were it, any of these people shot with, you know, huge magazines or were they no. just shot with handguns with normal magazines? Because that's like what people are shooting each other with in Chicago. Right. No. Well, which is why, Alice, you make the case for white supremacy being the most threatening element mm-hmm. out there right now. And then you make the case that all the white Trump voters are white supremacists 
and they have all the AR-15s. And uh, so, yeah, no, it's a it's a great gr- uh, 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 grift if you can pull it off. But it kind of seems like there actually is a real problem with a crime spike happening across the country in a variety of different cities. And um, it would be great to have some kind of cohesive response to that problem. Yeah, you figure like that might be something that we could get uh, bipartisan support for. Since to- people are dying from that yeah. crime spike at this moment in time. It is not it is not even a blink of pause goes by when a 14-year-old kid gets shot and killed. A 5-year-old kid, a 2-year-old kid in these cities. It's, it's Unless a cop did it. In right, which case. It's, a, it's, a, it's the biggest thing in the world. And we need to do all sorts of... And then we have to get rid of the police who protect these neighborhoods. It's, it's, it's so horrifically... Cynical? It, yeah, cynical. But, I, you know, I was talking to my gym, my brother today, too. And it's just... It, it's completely emotional symbolism. And I've gotten him since he, my brother stayed here with us at the house here for about a week, mm-hmm. for a few days so while we went down to Connecticut. But um, so I've gotten him now hooked on the French Revolution. <laughs> and even towards the end, even as we, the days, the sans culottes are killing the culottes and you, you, Robespierre's days are numbered. Even as they're getting that close, when they ratchet up the terrors and ratchet it up, mm-hmm. it was even though the Republic was falling apart, was being invaded, you know, and, and from on several fronts, uh, the, the, the people had no money. The economy had gone into the, had cratered. Uh, the institutions were burned to nothing. They took, they, you know, got rid of the calendars, you know, and renamed them, et cetera, everything. Yeah, they renamed all yes. the months. They killed everybody who knew anything. <laughs> you know, it, it, it guillotined them and and just murdered. They couldn't anybody who was who was a th- suspect <coughs> was murdered. Anybody who was a friend in the periphery of that suspect was murdered. Murdered. They just even towards the end. Somehow, if though, we kill a few more people, we'll, we'll solve the problem. You're right. They kept thinking. Right. They they looked at even though they could see the balance sheet and say, and they could see. That mathematically everything was wrong, the drive in the spirit of what was happening, because it was the Enlightenment, was so right that mm-hmm. that eclipsed anything else. It, the pursuit of of autonomy, of uh, individual freedom, etc., even though that caused you to have to kill everybody, the pursuit was so noble that they were doing that anything, any of the other stuff was just unfortunate fallout of it. Right. And so they finished the Enlightenment thinking, well, this was great. <laughs> I mean, it's it's incredible. It's incredible. And there was like, for a long, for a, a, a great big chunk of it, some of the Americans who had been in the revolution, notable Americans, Jefferson looked at it and said, ah, don't see the problem. You know, it'll sort mm-hmm. itself out. It'll yeah, sort he and out. Adams used to write to each other, and they disagreed about it because <coughs> Adams thought it had gone too far and was a disgrace. And Jefferson, you know, thought that it, right. it was gonna, it was going to be fine. It would balance out. Right, in the it'll end. sort itself out. It's going to get a little ugly here. First, we'll drown everybody in this town, and then mm-hmm. that should be just about that. Should be about the final yeah. ember of the obstruction of us into complete and total freedom. 
and anti-absolutism uh, and all that stuff. And, and we're right there. And that's what this stuff, with this gun control stuff, it's all the pursuit, the pursuit of it, big, evil, mean, maniacal, uh, monolithic NRA, bad, bad, bad. Yes, the the fight, the pursuit of them is so noble that it doesn't matter that that shouldn't be the target. That's not where the problem is. Mm-hmm. The, the, the pursuit is so noble. And yeah. sh- sure, I mean, going down and rousting young people in marginalized neighborhoods to try to get their guns from them, et cetera, and using a stop and frisk or whatever it is, whatever this, that, that doesn't feel noble. You're rousting mm-hmm. people with no means. You know, this, these are the poor. These are the people that the, the evil well, right. rich if have you want, done. If you want uh, multiple Breonna Taylors per day, then cracking down on gun control is a great way to get there, if that's your goal. Uh, right. Because that's... <clears throat> On legal that's guns, what you mean. Right. It, that's what mm-hmm. it's going to be every day is cops trying to bang down doors to go get guns from people and exchange fire and innocent people are going to get shot. And that's what's going to happen. Who weren't criminals the day before you made the guns illegal. Well, wait, what, 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 who says they're innocent? Were the people at Ruby Ridge innocent? Yeah. Were the people uh, at... at um, at um, a place in Texas, Waco, Texas, Waco. the Davidians, the Davidians who died, were they innocent? Well, the kids were. Uh, some of the adults were too. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's not what we were told in 1994. Well, you know, yeah, we were, no. You know, there was a, it, 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 we were told that all those people were the same as Timothy McVeigh. It's the same thing. Holdouts and and uh, you know, it matters. So. Well, yeah, not to all the people. If they kick in the door here for looking for Al Shaddock's gun, and you make a sudden move, and they shoot you dead, I'm the bad guy. Right, you're the bad guy. Right, just like all the people who went to D.C. on January 6th are also evil, racist, white supremacist terrorists, even if they didn't even go anywhere near the Capitol, and they just listened to the Trump speech and went home. Exactly. They're all the same thing, because if you glom them all together, they're all insurrectionists who are trying to overthrow our democracy and are dangerous, and you know they, they were doing a coup, and that's the end of it. Right, and this is why, and this is why. Uh, and more and more, it's looking the, like, by the way, that January 6th, uh, that some of the major instigators were FBI agents. Yeah, I'm hearing more so, of that. Because, which, I mean, and I always say this, I've said this on this show before, like, in any given uh, right-wing, like, far right-wing movement, like the Oath Keepers or the Proud Boys or any of it, like... Assume that half the people are FBI informants because mm. it's probably a safe bet. Like that guy, Enrique Terrio, who we were told was terrible in the Proud Boys, is he's an FBI informant, too, who was informing right. on the rest of them. So just be a little suspicious. Anybody who seems a little too gung-ho for the like the taking violent action against, um, you know, the evil people taking over, just bear in mind they might be like trying to get you involved in something on purpose because... They're actually involved with the FBI. Just a thought. Absolutely. Wait, so Enrique, is that the guy who took all the footage? No, that's that's the that's that like Antifa guy. Oh, uh, the the leader of the Proud Boys. The leader saying. of oh, the yeah, Proud yeah, Boys, yeah, yeah. Enrique yeah, okay. Terrio, who was he was actually, I think he didn't even go to January sixth. They didn't. They weren't even there. But yeah, he was an FBI informant way before that. There, I mean these these movements are all full of that. So just assume that anybody who's like really excited to you know go 
And this is do, why this go is why do something the, quote unquote just don't don't follow them because they're probably not on your team actually. And back to the uh, the cynical side of this, the way Biden positions some of the opposition to his gun control mm-hmm. efforts is either it's either uh, cynical, insulting, it's either distorted on purpose or he's too stupid to know the difference but probably it's disordered on purpose to change the argument Mm -hmm. because i've heard people on the left say the same exact thing to me constantly sometimes biden just tries to make a joke as well but uh this one's a little bit of both background checks for purchasing a firearm are important ban on assault weapons and high capacity magazines no one needs to have a weapon that can fire over 30, 40, 50, even up to 100 rounds. Mm-hmm. Unless you think the deer are wearing Kevlar vests or something. Again, that's not what the issue is here. Right. There, the uh, people shooting each other in Chicago are not carrying 100-round magazines. That's not right. what we're talking about. And Second Amendment people uh, don't have their guns to shoot deer primarily. Yeah, no, that's not that's not what the founders were thinking no. when they wrote the Second Amendment. They were thinking that we'd be shooting at the government. Exactly. Exactly. And if you do if you're just learning this now, <laughs> then holy God. The Second Amendment from the day it was passed limited the type of people who could own a gun and what type of weapon you could own. You couldn't buy a cannon. Those who say the blood of the the blood of patriots, you know. And all the stuff about how we're going to have to move against the government. It's a great history class, isn't it? Could you really not own a cannon, actually? I don't know. I don't well, know that it's true that you I don't know if I told you who couldn't own a gun either. I'm not sure. Maybe women and uh, slaves, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Well, the tree of liberty is not water with the blood of patriots. What's happened is that there never been, if you wanted to think you need to have weapons to take on the government. You need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. No, you don't. No, you don't. As we've learned in places like Vietnam and Afghanistan and everywhere else. And the American Revolution. Yeah, that it's called guerrilla warfare. I don't know if we've heard of this, but uh, the people with guns can be incredibly effective against organized armies. All you have to do is be able to stick around. Yeah. So when Parliament keeps meeting and says, uh, why did we spend another $800,000 uh, in something called a Kentucky? <laughs> uh, you know, eventually they say, yeah, okay, we're out of here. Thanks a lot. I don't know Have why fun. my kid, I don't know why my kid died in a Brockton, Massachusetts, but I don't know if it was worth it. Um, so, right. You know, it precisely, you're right. Insurgencies and guerrilla uh, warfare is, you just need to be able to stick around. That's mm-hmm. it. And if you're native to the land, you can hang and you can drag the columns of a uniformed military, you right. know, to come after you, uh, then uh, in many ways they have the advantage, you know, unless, of course, you round up and shoot everybody. But in a country where the inception of the country uh, came as a result of farmers turning to soldiers, then turning back to farmers, then turning to soldiers, then turning back to farmers, especially in the very beginning... Right. Um, it, the, it is not so easy. That's the whole idea of this, is that you arm the general populace so that you never end up with tyranny. Right. Because you can never end up with, for example, what you have in China, where the government controls every single person's every move all the time. You know? Exactly. You can't end up with that here because 
you lose more lives trying to enforce your stupid stuff than you could ever get to make it work. Like, it just wouldn't right. be worth it at the it, end of the day. Right. The it, same with enforcing our lockdowns. There's a reason why nobody was welded into any apartment buildings here. And they were able to do that in China. Were we not? Some places would have accepted it. That's how, you, that's how you would, win. That's yeah. how you, if you Some break places would have, were going like, weld us, please, weld us. But, you know. But yes, it, it, this, this is a country. The model of this country was a government that is subordinate to the people. Right. And that is by design. And that is why we can have stuff without the government being able to, uh, to tell us or pat us in the head. Or that's the that was the goal anyway. More and more, you wonder how many people really want that. Yeah, the many... Loudoun County School Board meeting yesterday had me wondering who works for who. They got to just fire that thing up for prime time and put it on TV. <laughs> I know. I'm ready to watch it, it every inc- day. It is incredible. I love to see it. God, I love it. Um, okay, so that's Biden. What else does he have? Uh, so he's he, going to do F-15s. background checks, which we already do. Yep. He, uh, he's going to be in assault weapons and high capacity <clears throat> magazines, which are not the issue at all. Police Chief Murray of the Baltimore, uh, uh, excuse me, Police Chief Merritt, Police Chief Murphy, Paul of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, talked about oh. how he's coordinating more. Baltimore, what happened to Baltimore? <laughs> back on firearms. Jeez, my goodness. Do you know how the Baton Rouge got its emails? Uh, yes, I do, actually. Really? Wait, were you around when I was talking to I the kids around. about this? <laughs> That's how you Go know. Go ahead. It's called the Red Stick, because when the explorers explored the area, there was a uh, red stick, or, I mean, really, it was just a stick, but it was stained with bl- the blood of the animals that the different uh, warring tribes sacrificed there to uh, denote where their uh, property line was. Let's name the town after this bloody stick. <laughs> What a time to be alive. So, uh, yeah. So that's good. They were like, oh, here's the Red Stick place. And then they were like, well, just call this place Red Stick. French. Mm-hmm. When was this? Uh, was this the, before my revolution or not? The Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, Alice. Let us see. Let us see. Let us see. Okay. You know, I just want to do a little follow-up here on the woman, um, Robley, yes. the teacher in New Haven, Formerly a principal in New Haven. Yes, formerly a principal. I'm sorry about that. Uh, And they busted her down and sent her to the central office. But the clergy, Jacobins, Alice, Mm -hmm. uh, want, they not only want her whacked, but they want everybody involved to apologize. We are calling for her resignation or termination. I, I believe right now she is not fit to work at any of our schools with our children. Or she should be in central office, still be able to control and actually set the tight climate for our children. So she can't even be a pencil pusher now. No. Even though she's not getting paid for summers anymore. And everybody who voted merely to demote her must apologize. Yes. Exactly. There's no crazy mobs or anything (laughs) happening. It's wonderful they do this in New Haven where there's just another pair of shootings. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody died in Hartford too, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. It's always New Hartford, New in New Hartford, New Haven. Um, uh, okay. Uh, where should I start here? Uh, okay. Well, uh, you know what? Well, a little comic relief. Uh, no, actually, let's go. Since we were just talking about the founding of the country, we'll go to Limiche Alcinder, who is very angry since last night. 
the Senate killed the the they made it illegal for blacks and women to vote. The Republicans in the Senate, I believe that's what I'm gleaning from this. Um, but uh, they shot down the Democrats' stupid nationalize all the elections. So or- future Orlando Bloom and Katy Perry are very disappointed in us. Exactly, okay. exactly. We lost. Everybody's been disenfranchised now. And Yumiche, this is a, who works for public television, who gets paid by you and I, Alice. We oh, pay her salary. She was on TV today to sum up um, what the result of the Republicans killing the voting bill. It was. We're going to enter into that debate, and we're also going to enter into what is American democracy and who should have access to it. This is fundamental. That's what the Senate voted on? Yes, it's that's actually the exact wording of the bill. What is American democracy and who should have access to it? And, and I assume because it was Republicans. Yes, only that, white men. Oh, so sorry and about property that. owners probably too. Exactly, and okay. there's a literacy test involved as well. So there you go. This is a paid reporter. She is not an analyst. She is not a an opinion person. She reports. This stuff that she says mm-hmm. is in her head. She's also going to write it down. It's going to be spoken on TV as journalism. Mentally going to be a debate cast in, the, in talking to activists and talking to White House officials. This is going to be a debate about what whether or not we want America to be the place that the founders, um, flawed as they may have been, the founders wanted it to be, which is a place where people could vote and people could have access to who were the elected officials. So wait, the Senate voted on whether or not we'd be a place where people can vote? Mm-hmm. Guess how they voted. <laughs> they wanted us to be a place where people don't vote. They can't vote, yeah. Voting is over. Wait, but... Doesn't the bill make the change and not passing the bill leaves things as they are now, currently? It's not what the founders wanted. So how can... Wait, but how can not changing the status quo (laughs) take away your right to vote? That's what I want to know. <laughs> if you had the right to vote before, yes. then how can not changing the laws take away your right to vote? Is there a chance that all of the voting laws had been quietly repealed and we're trying this is a bill to restore them? <laughs> I missed that news flash. I think if, if so. anything in areas that voting had been expanded because of the coronavirus and maybe might be contracted back to its original form. I but mean, right, as far as I know, people are like still voting in the New York mayoral race, which was yesterday, mm-hmm. and they're still gathering ballots and doing stuff and counting things. That, no. So you we're know, not going to know for like four a, weeks You must who not have wins. a gig on, on public television. Oh, um, when I talk to uh, the activists and civil rights leaders, they tell me that not only, of course, are they going to continue to put pressure on lawmakers to, to put in um, bills and to try to push back on this filibuster issue and to try to get the For the People Act passed. I've been talking to officials who say two other things really need to happen. The first is that the DOJ needs to start taking action to try to figure out whether or not there are ways to stop these state legislatures and these states from trying to take away voting access from Americans. The second thing they tell me... First of all, she's not talking to anybody. That's one. This is a lying (laughs) idiot right here. I recognize this half-assery. You know, I've done it in my own uh, life. Uh, And also, um, she is... um, 
she's suggesting that the key to this is have the DOJ intercede locally, supersede local attorneys general, right, and make decisions for the states. I, I think mean, that's do very. They ever, do they ever think ahead? Because this is what I want to know. Like, I just they're all for having the DOJ step in and like tell right. states what they can do with their elections. Do they stop and think like what happens? For example, I don't think this will happen, but what if Trump gets reelected in 2024 and there's now the precedent that the DOJ gets to step in and tell uh, local attorneys general how to run their elections? I mean, do they ever stop and think think about that? I think that Trump may have been criticized for badgering uh, state officials in Georgia on how to run their elections. Exactly. So that's what I, I mean, like, do they think like maybe after the whole thing where Obama did the pen and the phone thing and like. And then, you know, Trump did executive orders and they were mad and said he was a dictator. Like, well, do they and, ever well, stop and, and, and think and the like Harry we, Reid rule. we could, the, the yeah, we could now again have Republicans in charge again someday. Yes. Like, and the thing with the filibuster, too. This is what I don't get. Like, are you and they'll tell you like, well, Mitch McConnell will get rid of the filibuster in a second if he could. Well, he could have mm-hmm. for the whole first half of the Trump presidency and he didn't. So what does that tell you? Well, he could have if it would have. Get, well, of course, Trump would have loved. Trump was pressuring McConnell to get rid of the filibuster because he would have been able to pass all these extra things. And McConnell didn't do it. Why didn't he do it? Because Mc- Mitch McConnell happens to believe in precedent and the way the Senate works. You know, he might not be into a lot, right? Like, but but it, that's his thing is how the Senate runs. Like, but he does believe in an eye for an eye. So what's good right. for the goose, he believes so, in. So when Harry Reid uh, tried to do Obama a solid by changing the judicial nominee mm-hmm. uh, rules... Uh, you know, to a simple, was it a simple majority? Is that how right? Simple majority to help his buddy. Well, that in came Trump, and McConnell was happy to do the same thing. Exactly. So, do they ever stop and think, like, what happens if in 2022, as is definitely possible, Mitch McConnell by chance picks up one seat in the Senate? Like, do they ever stop and think about that as they're talking about getting rid of the filibuster and having the DOJ run everybody's elections? No, no, because they're going to run everything forever. And it's it's, just about what they want right now. But there's no reckoning if you're a liberal, if you're a Democrat. There's no reckoning. Mm -hmm. You'll just claim it's totally new. This is absolutely new. The first time anything has happened like this ever before with the Trump in cages. Oh, my God. This is totally, absolutely new. The first time ever. Then they go away. <laughs> Meanwhile, all the news stories are showing pictures of kids in cages under Obama. Right. During I mean, the they want to see now President Biden accelerate um, nominating judges because they see that as the first line of defense against a lot of these laws. So we're entering a phase now that, of course, is going to be about this procedural rule. President Biden has called it at one point a relic of Jim Crow. Um, but we're also going to really enter into, into this post 1-6 world where we really have to ask ourselves whether or not democracy will be protected. You know. She should actually file a complaint. Really. She Yamichi should file a complaint in that station. The fact that they think so little of her, that they have such a low opinion of her intellect, that they sit there and let her say that idiocy. I'm serious. <laughs> to say that idiocy without ever correcting her? What she said is on a, a nuclear level absurdity. It is. Of course I, I, you it can't, is. You can't, now if you're, um, uh, if you're, uh, who's the guy 
for the Harvard, the the black guy with a crazy long beard who was in the in the Keanu Reeves Matrix. Oh, I Cornell. If you're Cornell okay. West and you say what she just said, you say, "Oh, well, that's fine. It's Cornell West." She is a paid journalist with a press pass. That is smack talk. What she just said is no different than what Alex Jones says. Right. At all. Except people challenge Alex Jones. Right. When the, Trump the, claims he won the election, people call it the big lie and act like he's crazy and Jake Tapper won't have him on the show. Right. Right. Like, but when the left says that Hillary Clinton actually won the election or that Stacey Abrams won her election or whatever, or that, you know, one six was an attack on our democracy or whatever crazy thing, like... They just get invited back and everything's fine. That's just a totally legitimate other opinion to have that that this happened. By the way, don't you love uh, it, how they've made one six a thing? Nine eleven one six. It's the same. It was a yeah, mm-hmm. except like uh, the deaths of three thousand people. Except that that's what do you mean? A, a cop was murdered then on one six, Alice. Yeah, he had a crowd. stroke twenty four hours later. That's very with a fire. Uh, hydrant thing. Mm, yep, no, that did not happen. Okay, Sorry so the guy that. in charge of gun grabbing is doing a tour of uh, Texas and stopping at gas stations. This is what the former um, teen heartthrob Beto O'Rourke, O'Rourke is up to. We're at the gas station filling up and... Uh, no way! We just learned we're at a gas station and there's no water and we have not... Um, had a chance to use the bathroom since we left San Angelo three or four hours ago, and um, I guess uh, somebody ran over the the line to the water pump. Anyhow, but we are getting gasoline, which is great, and maybe we can pee on the side of the road. Uh, are we sure all content is good content? Are we sure? I mean, didn't he, like, live stream his dental appointment a couple of years ago? So. Right. Before he did his uh, Kerouac uh, trip the last time around. I will say one thing. That is the best sound gas station soundtrack I've ever heard. That is a Life in a Northern Town, I believe, Alice. Who sings that? You know? I do not know. Life in a Northern. It's a really beautiful song. Mm-hmm. I want to look it up. Phil. Okay. Um, well, yeah, as always, I don't really. Dream Academy, Alice. Dream Academy. Uh, okay, so that from Beto uh, to Behar. This is Joy Behar welcoming the the newest openly gay NFL um, Las Vegas Raider. Las Vegas. <laughs> okay. The Las you Vegas Raiders. You know, Anna. <laughs> Anna, after, after they said penetration in the end zone, they oh. lost me. So, Sonny, oh. is this a sign that this... <laughs> There you go. Super, super tolerant left. My goodness. It's funny. Isn't that great? They're you such get nice it? people. You get it? Penetration. I get it. Yeah. I get yeah. it. Thank you. It's a great joke. I mean, from a former comedian, that is uh, well said. And should just like we talked about little dudes in stores, little wiry dudes who love to attack women and get in their faces. Mm-hmm. It's just below the surface the, how they really feel about people. Yeah. Can you imagine? Jeez. All right. That's who you want to be. That's who you want to be. So Miguel uh, Cardona, the Secretary of Education, was mm-hmm. in... I don't know if you know... Did you see this? Did you get me this? Or did yes, I, get, I sent you, you this. Okay. 
So he talked to the Channel 3's Kara Sundland. This is a, a, a Connecticut thing. He's from Connecticut. He's from Connecticut. So he's a favorite son or hometown boy, whatever it is. So, so I watched all five minutes of it, and I noticed this is about education. Remember, your kids mm-hmm. are cloistered away. It's, this is about education. How are we going to get the kids caught up from last year emotionally and professionally, educationally? Uh, what um, what are we going to do to try to, um, you know, expand opportunities for kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But peppered throughout this interview was very familiar language. And it made me think of how we're handling the border and how we're handling crime. It's not good enough to go back to how it was before March 2020. There were gaps in access and opportunities and outcomes before then. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, gaps and opportunities and what? Access. Um, outcomes. Outcomes. Sorry. Uh, yes. But wait. Can I say something? Because I hear this rhetoric a lot from our friends on the left and the teachers unions that it's not good enough to go back to how things were in March of 2020. Mm-hmm. Because that was already, like, not an acceptable level. Could we start by going back to that? Like, because we haven't even hit that level again yet. So why don't we start by trying to get back to zero, and then we can talk about where to go from there? I mean, like, for example, I think school choice would be, like, a good move to make in that direction. But if we're talking about opportunities for everybody, but whatever. I mean, I know they're not going to agree with me on that. But how about we try to at least... Get back to how good it's things not, were it's not good last to year. Go back to that, Alice. okay? But I mean, like right now, it's still worse than that. So, could we talk about trying to get back to that first well, before we get? But also, weren't they the ones who brought us to the place we were before March? No, mean Republicans were cutting education funding well, that's across right. I the country. That. We've who been... is that mean woman? Bev Betsy DeVos. Betsy DeVos. That's right. She cut it down to eleven bucks per year. The everybody's of everybody's got. education funding was just getting smaller and smaller year after imagine year. Imagine President DeSantis. That's uh, a lie, by the way. Education pre- funding goes up all the time. Imagine President DeSantis cuts mm-hmm. the Department of Education. It's not a constitutionally required department, is it? Mm-mm. No, it is not. Imagine that. And just give the money to the states. Say, hey, figure it out. Give the money it's to the parents. Educators across the country to build back better oh. and make sure that the programs that we have in our schools provide opportunities for all students to succeed. In other words, equity, 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 mm-hmm. equity. In other words, like we've been saying, it's the spirit of the fight that matters. It is not the outcome that matters. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The, the, the balance sheet does not matter. It's that we did the right thing. I want all students to have the opportunity to be seen, to be heard. (sighs) Maybe we should start by having them allowed to go to school. That's how you know when you hear language like that, I want an opportunity to be seen. That's how you know you're dealing with a psycho (laughs) who um, has got the whiff of Marxism all over him. Psycho. We're doing an equity summit oh. uh, next week to really get the conversation going about how we can build back better. Uh, we have some Psycho. amazing uh, thinkers and educators from across the country that are going to be uh, uh, discussing best ways Grant. to think about equity at the center of reopening mm-hmm. schools. This yeah. is so. Let me tell you something. If you're a parent and you're expecting the Department of Education to be help, you just heard it. This is just yeah. another soldier They're having a summit. They're having a summit. In the meantime, the I believe it's the Charlotte Mecklenburg School District. They just had a summit, a leadership summit. It was a virtual leadership summit. They were on mm. Zoom, but they uh, they paid Ibram X Kendi twenty five grand to appear on their Zoom meeting 
to tell them about equity. So that tells you how they're spending your money and what their priorities are and what our friend here is going to be doing, Cardona is going to be doing at his summit and everything else. They're going to be paying a bunch of race. 25 grand for this. You talked about the importance of defining racism. But I, but I, unless I missed it, which is possible, I don't. I didn't hear your personal definition. Is there is there one that you would offer us? Like, how do you define racism? Sure. So racism, I would define it um, as a collection uh, of racist policies that lead to racial inequity that are substantial. Right now, he's up to eleven grand already with his answer. Created by racist ideas. Oh well, that was in person though. That's probably fifty grand. So racism is made up of racist stuff. And racist he can, policies this and grifter, racist ideas. This dumb grifter mm-hmm. can't even come up with another level for his grift of explanation. Sure. A, a collection uh, of racist policies that lead to racial inequity that are substantiated by racist ideas. No, it wasn't that we couldn't understand you the first time. <laughs> It's that it made no freaking sense. Holy hell, I can't believe that people take you seriously. That's what we mean. And anti-racism. Is that in reverse? <laughs> well, here's your 25000 Thank you. But, but once again, say, they got it's this not about person. the balance sheet. It's not about the balance sheet. It's not about the fact that what really says makes no freaking sense at all and is complete horse bleep and it's flim-flammering. It's the fact that you had him come and talk to you. Mm-hmm. This is remarkable. Listen, this is Channel 3's Kara Sundlin, um, by the way, at the end of this thing with Cardona, where he he's uses his progressive flim, flim, flim flam. So this is a news anchor who you'd think, I would have said, wait a second, you just said equity there. It's interesting. And you said outcomes. What are you talking about exactly? And what are we doing? Are you trying to flatten outcomes down or lift? I just want to know, what, what does it look like tangibly that you're going to do? This is how she ends the interview. We need to reimagine what summer oh, no. school looks okay, like. Okay. I, you heard it from the Secretary of Education. <laughs> it's okay to go play. Thank you, Secretary, for being with yeah. us, and we look forward to seeing some good changes in the fall. Thanks. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, we re-imagined. can go play. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and that actually, he's hitting on another theme there when she asked him if it was okay to play or if the kids need to go to summer school, and he said they, that other things could be educational besides just, you know, sitting in a classroom. This is like a line that I've heard from, like, teachers' unions and other lefties and stuff about education when we're saying none of the kids are going to school right now. Like, what is it that we pay you guys for? And they're like, well, you know, spending time at home with your family can be educational, too, in different ways. Like, and then it's like, but great. So then why do you make 300 grand a year again to be the superintendent of our school district? Just remind me, because if staying home with me is just as educational, then uh, then maybe we don't need you, actually. Just a thought. Well, I don't think you can ensure that we're um, doing equity. Yeah, no. We haven't had an equity summit in this house in quite some time. <laughs> I'm not sure you would like it if we had an equity summit in the house, honey. What is that supposed to mean, young lady? Miss I Thang? don't know. I'm just not sure if there's equity in our house currently. What so, do you mean is equity? I have... I, this is my fifth hour. Okay? Okay. Um, stupid head? <laughs> okay, stupid head. Um, so, um, in other news, this is kind of crazy... John McAfee, mm. 
of antivirus software fame of, um, you know, being on the run, libertarian presidential candidate. Possible murderer. Possibly murderer said that sleeping with whales was consensual. Other all kinds of stuff. He's married to a former prostitute, I believe. Uh, made an honest um, woman ever. So he, you know, a little under two years ago, about a year and a half ago, let us know that he'd been getting hints from um, people in U.S. government that um, that he might be killing himself in the near future, a la mm. Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, and he, today, in Spanish jail, killed himself before he was extradited to the United States on fraud charges. Oh, my goodness. So, um, yeah. He made sure to let us know that if he committed suicide, he did not. He was killed, and he committed suicide. So, I was always shocked at how thin he kept himself. Hmm. Considering, if you get that much money, aren't you going to eat, like, constantly and do stuff or at least maybe that's just me <laughs> maybe that is just yeah. you or maybe you didn't realize that weight is purely a matter of chance and you can't do anything about it at all it's impossible correct. to lose weight actually that's correct that's correct and that's where the equity division comes because you have thin privilege so when oh. you go around here and say that there's a lack of equity in this house that's a, you speaking from a place of privilege which mm -hmm. means you have to do some hard work put the work in and it could take years it could, indeed. It's like your kind of attitude that gets my people killed. All right, Alice. What do we got? Anything else? Are we out? Are we out? Um, I think uh, we're out for the day. Um, Should I play the music? That's all I have, pretty much, unless you want to cover the Loudoun County School Board meeting. But, I mean, we talked about that a little. No, they're rising up. It's Stay tuned. They're rising up. The parents have had enough of it. Only one of them got brutally arrested. Two got arrested. Oh, okay. Two so, got arrested because uh, the meeting was too, apparently public comment was too right. rowdy, quote Somebody unquote. spoke out of order. And then another place, uh, somebody was demanding that the Pledge of Allegiance be said and somebody else was... It is happening. It is cool to watch. I love it. And let's... Uh, Tea Party 2.0, baby. Let's go. Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for being here with us, everybody. Uh, we are the Burn Barrel Podcast. We're at burnbarrelpodcast.com. You can also find us on social media at burnbarrelpod on Twitter or facebook.com slash burnbarrelpodcast. Uh, if email is more your thing, you can email us at burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on YouTube. That's Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel on YouTube. So wherever you listen, leave us a review, leave a comment, uh, like the videos or whatever it is that you like to do. We enjoy speaking to you every day. Can you day. tie this off, Alice? I feel like you're walking to the end of a jetty here with no answer. I have a lot of things to say. Thank you. Everybody's the best. Our listeners are the best people and I love them. Did you not like that countdown? <laughs> I just didn't know it was a countdown until you started playing the music. What did I say instead of the instead of the um, my normal count? Instead of five, four, three, two, one, you said fuck, 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 fuck. Uh, that's because the original start was messed up. How did it get messed up? You did something wrong with the open or something. Did I? Oh, maybe the... No, oh, no, no, I was mad at you because even though I screwed up the open, you stopped recording mm -hmm. after, that's right. And then Cyril was in here with us already crying at the beginning of the... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, ready? Mm -hmm. Five, four, three, two, one... 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.